I believe we're live on Rockfin. Let me bring Cam in. Hey. Join me. Hey, how's it going? I think we're live on Rockfin. I'm going to double check over here like I always do. As I mentioned last night, it usually almost always goes live right away when you push the live button on StreamYard. It almost immediately goes live on Rockfin too, but without having to actually push that red button. But there was like one time that it didn't. So because yeah. it didn't that one time, I'm always paranoid about it. And so Yeah, and my and my uh uh workflow when I do shows, I have to go on Rockfin and I click the button. And that's and then I close it and I'm done with it. Because if it makes it or not, I can always re upload later. But I guess yeah. you're just mostly doing this on Rockfin. Yeah, this is this is Rockfin and, and the first part's going to Twitter also. Now we're definitely live on Rockfin. All right, so we'll do a, a proper start. Joe Biden fist bumps a murderer. You're watching the Propaganda Reports Drive Time News Blast. I'm Brad Binkley, here with the co-host of the Mad Ones podcast and prolific Twitter troll, yes. Cam Harless. Cam, thank you for joining us today. How's it going? It's going all right. I've got my PBR, which is like my, um, what's the word? PB, give my me red, my white, signature yeah. whenever I'm live with you is a, having a PBR in hand, so. Well, it's a very American drink. I, I I can't remember what the slogan for PBR is. I used to drink PBR. Used to be the one of the cheapest beers you could get in college at the bar. Yeah. Oh, so you go to a lot of college bars? Oh, I don't know about college bars. I know it's the cheapest (laughs) at the store, though. Definitely. So, like Miller High Life, the champagne of beers, and PBR would be what I went with uh, when I was in college. I, I enjoy both of those as well. Okay, so the top story in the news today is Joe Biden's meeting with the Saudi crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman, not, not Salmon, Salman, the man accused of ordering Jamal Khashoggi's murder, which Biden has said he believes that he did order that murder. And Biden had previously promised to make Saudi Arabia a pariah over the 2018 killing. And I would have to say that if you're going to make a country or an individual a pariah, one of the best ways to do that is the next time you see them face to face, you walk right up to them, you give that brother a fist bump, man. <laughs> you give that dude some dap. You, you give him a fist bump, yeah. You give him a fist bump, you give him a bro hug, maybe a, a, a Will Smith, DJ Jazzy Jeff, Fresh Prince of Bel Air type of slap, slap, chest hug, and then psh, one of those. You really show him that you mean business by doing that. And that's kind of what Biden did today. People... We're not happy about his fist bump either, but what they really shouldn't be happy about is the audacity of Joe Biden giving him a fist bump and what it says about him. I mean, we already know these things about Joe Biden, but people who still support him, and I don't know that there are many. In fact, I'm starting to really think that they're pushing him out, maybe even after the midterms, and people aren't going to continue to accept these things. I don't think. Maybe they will, but Biden is well aware, okay? He's well aware of the public perception of him meeting this guy. He's heard it in the media leading up to this. This guy was a murderer. What's Biden going to do? Why are you even meeting with him? Are you going to confront him? What are you going to say to him? So he has all of this in his mind, okay? So put yourself in that situation. You're going to meet this person who your country says is a murderer. Whether it's true or not, I'm not commenting on it. I, I don't know. But your country says that, and you are expected by those in your country, even those who voted for you, to confront this person about the human rights violation 
that he committed. And so you have this in your mind. You're pulling up in your limo or your car and very aware of the scrutiny that you're getting. And so what do you do when you get out? You fist bump him. I mean, you know people are watching and you give him a brotherly, loving fist bump. Yeah, and here's you, the thing. Fist, you have to fist him. Right, right. Like that's the See, thing that, to well, do. That's a, that'd be a Hunter Biden story if we were talking about that, <laughs> if we were getting into that. This is just a fist bump. But the thing about a fist bump is that you can get anybody to give you a fist bump. You can walk up to a stranger on the street and just do that. And they'll be like, oh, okay, I'll fist bump you. I mean, you could have fentanyl laced all over your knuckles or something, whatever. People, it's like a, just a, a social thing that we react to that. And it matters then who initiates the fist bump. So if Joe Biden got duped during a, a photo op by the Saudi prince who was like, I'm going to get him to fist bump me, then that's one thing. Let's go to the tape and let's see who initiated this fist bump. I have I have uh, exclusive footage of the fist bump right here that we're going to play. I don't think there's any audio to it, so I'm going to have to describe it for you all. But here is Joe Biden getting out. So, all right, here, well, here's what we have. We have the scene of the car, Joe Biden's limo pulling up. The door's open for him. The Saudi prince is going to be walking towards him. Joe is getting out of the limo. Here he comes. He walks out. All right, you see Joe bu button up his jacket. All right, you see, oh, oh, wait, and oh. Joe has extended the arm immediately with the fist tightly held. It appears Joe Biden, oh, and then the Saudi prince brings back the fist. So it was not the Saudi prince who did the fist bump. It was Joe Biden who initiated it because I assume that Joe Biden thinks that you're supposed to greet every person of color with a fist bump because <laughs> he likes to be in the cool kids club. It's kind of like that image of him standing behind Obama when Obama came back to the White House and he's just wanting to be liked and loved by Obama. I feel like that might be the type of thing that he's doing here. But what is evidently clear to me is that he cares more. I mean, this that image to me really does say a whole lot. That Biden yeah. eagerly extended that fist. He doesn't care what you think. He doesn't care what happens to you. He doesn't care about the economy. He cares that this guy and other world leaders like him. Those who pull his strings view him favorably. He wants to be in their cool globalist kids club. And the more progressives that realize this, the quicker Joe Biden's going to be gone, which maybe that's the point at this point. But what do you see here in this little introduction? I know it's a very small behavioral thing, but I think it says a lot. Well, I think I think the the greatest takeaway from this is that when we're we're all seeing this wrong. This wasn't supposed to be a fist bump. Hi, Joe everyone. Biden George Stephanopoulos here. Totally believed that he was walking up to Osama bin Laden and was about to box him to death. But right. mixed signals. That guy was like, oh, he's doing a fist bump because that's so well known in the Middle East to use fist bumps as, as greetings. So uh, it was he really that guy. I have to give it to him. He really diverted a disaster. But totally. He really showed him what was up. He really got in his face and said, I'm not going to take anything. No more humane human rights violations. Maybe actually maybe Biden did do something differently. Maybe this was a statement on his behalf. Maybe normally when he greets people right. like this guy, he does something, you know, that uh, pulls like a Hunter Biden or something, something that Hunter might do to himself. Maybe he does to the crown prince when he typically meets him. And this was like a, I'm withholding sex from, from men, you know, protest <laughs> behavior actually. So yeah. he's just, you're only getting the fist bump now right? until you stop killing people. Then well, we'll get back to the other stuff. It's really hard to break down for two reasons. One, I'm not convinced that Joe Biden thinks ever. 
I don't think that that's really what's going on in his life right now. I don't think those those cylinders are firing the way they should. I do think he mostly has handlers. So uh, it's hard to go that. past that point. No, but I got you. My, my other Yo, point go ahead. is yeah, make second point. I do think that also if he is thinking this is not how you greet a foreign dignitary that you respect. This is not how you do that. You, I, you I do mean, a, a shaken hand, you do a bow, you do whatever. Oh, no, I do. I don't, yeah. Yeah. That I don't know what's angle. culturally appropriate, but I mean, if he's thinking and he's, but it's so congenial even so that I don't think it's right. a disrespect move. No, I, I don't think, think it's disrespect thinks. either. I, I think this is the way they slap each other on the behind when they're, you know, in the locker room. I don't think the, the crown prince cares about any formalities or bowing or anything like right. that. I think that Joe Biden doing that is is Joe Biden probably saw him do that to somebody else at one point, and he's and he thinks he's being cool. I think this is Joe Biden yeah. thinking that he's being cool and he cares more about what this guy thinks about him than what he actually cares about the American people. He could care less that this if this guy ordered the murder of Khashoggi and there's, you know, you could go down a rabbit hole with all that as well, but taking yeah. that on the surface, accepting that premise, yeah. and that is the premise that the media and everything are reacting to. Joe Biden doing that fist bump is to me saying, I know all these people are saying all that stuff about you, but I got you, brother. I don't right. care, brother. You're my boy. That's, that's what I, just, I saw there. It's also I just, locker room talk, so to speak. I just don't know if he thinks. I'm not even kidding. Like, I, it sounds like a joke, but I'm not even kidding. I, I just think yeah. that that's an automatic response. That I think that like you, a, a, it could a, be right. Yeah. A post COVID automatic response so that they didn't have to shake hands. They could do a little and be further away from each other. I think I don't do think the elbow thinking. bump, though. You know, right. I well, mean, I mean, but, but, you know, there was that progression. It was like elbow bump and then it was fist bump and then we got back to normal, most people. But, um, I, I think that this is a whole, this might be a holdover from COVID and a, a thing he didn't think about. He's just doing it. It's just automatic. Perhaps. I think it definitely shows that he is the beta of the two, that he's subservient, that he needs oh, that yeah. guy. Because if he didn't need them, he or wants if they didn't, that guy to like him for sure. Absolutely. And th so, all right, I, I wanted to address this about him, whether he's thinking or not. I think it's an interesting thing to, to talk about because if you're in the limo and you're with all your public relations people, I mean, you're the president. You have people around you who are well aware of the image that you project. And that's that's why there is a, there can be a debate about whether or not some of these flubs that Biden does, whether or not they're on purpose to bait yeah. people into criticizing I, him. But that way you can polarize, which they might not be. But it is a question worth asking because the president is P.T. Barnum. It is an image thing. It is ops. And you're on the limo over there. He's got his handler's got to be going, OK, Joe. Everybody's watching. Every move you make is going to be closely scrutinized. And afterwards, you're going to have to answer to everything that you did in this initial meeting. So we need to we need to understand how you are being portrayed and how the public is seeing you when you get out of the car. What are some ways to introduce yourself? I, I wonder if a conversation like that was had and if the conclusion was drawn as maybe we saw him do a fist bump. Maybe you could do a fist bump and appeal to him. Or if you're right and he just – Biden just – instinctually did it because he's a beta cuck that wants to impress this guy. I don't know what the answer is, but well, it's interesting to think about. Well, it's like, do you remember, um, I mean, just, just think back on the last, was it, has it only been a year since he's been in office? Like, is that I, it? Yeah, I know it feels weird. What is, we're in 2022. Yeah. It's a year and a half. Yeah. A year and a half. It feels so much longer, but no, just think back over the last year and a half of 
Uh, he's fallen up the steps twice. When he was in Israel, he didn't know where to stand. When his wife was speaking at one point, he just wandered off behind her. Um, he fell off of a bike. Like if you if you look at the grand total of Biden stuff and the way he holds on to those note cards that tell him what to do and what to say and when to do it and say it, I don't think he's thinking anymore, man. I think that he's just a, a meat puppet for those who are really in power. He's definitely a meat puppet for those who are really in power. There's no doubt about that. There really is no doubt about that. He, he said something today, and I don't remember exactly what it was, but he'll say these things during these press conferences where he'll say, oh, that's when I, that's when I did my initiative or, or my Build Back Better plan or my this or that, where he, where he will claim ownership of something, like, like it was his plan or his idea right. to name something something, when I, I've heard the Great Reset people and the Council of Foreign Relations and other think tanks actually calling it that and saying, saying these things months before Biden says them, clearly instructing Biden from the top and then Biden taking the orders and verbatim repeating them and then calling them his own. I mean, it's, uh, right. he is such a meat puppet. You're right. And yeah. he probably is in a place where he doesn't really think. We know Hunter Biden does not think at all before he acts, <laughs> so that would run in the family. Do you ever bleep no-no words on the show? Like if I if I wanted to say one right now, would you bleep it? Or well, does it just stay in? During the free thirty, I try not to swear. I try to. I usually eliminate. I usually delete swears if we if we swear in the free thirty. I did recently. Somebody commented on maybe I should have put in a rated R rating on the hunter, the Hunter Biden show that we did, where there was a lot of metaphors about you know self. Self, you know, chalking your own yeah. pool cue, stuff like that. And, and yeah. so maybe I should have given a little bit of a, a warning there. But if you want to, we want to go ahead and give an earmuff warning if there's any young people. I was, and, and it's not even a real earmuff. It's just, I, I, I just think he's retarded. That's it. I just, yeah. you know, and that's, that's unacceptable these days. But I, I, I think he's, I think his brain is gone, dude. I, I mean, it's, it is he's, one of those things where it's, yeah, it's hard to, I mean, I think any kind of, analysis of what joe biden is thinking is overthinking the the situation completely at this point i don't think he's thinking anymore but you you could be right and that does serve their you know their their agenda to have somebody in there who is unable to really think anymore and there are some people that believe that he is acting like an old man who can't think anymore which i would say he would have to be a really good actor to carry that off because like he does appear to me do what yeah like in the he, prestige Right. He, he appears to me to be like somebody who's had a stroke, honestly. Yeah, my, my dad don't. had a stroke three years ago, 2019, and Biden's behavior, there are moments where it's like that – the people that I know that have had strokes, that's similar behavior. Maybe, maybe there's other right. causes of that, well, but that's what he comes off as to me. My dad had some mini strokes, and we didn't realize it, and he ended up with dementia, and this is the kind of – talking the kind of ways he says stuff the way he stumbles this reminds me of that right you know, and like, so they can control him too so we have all these yeah. people who try and prey on the elderly a lot of elderly scams especially right now with the social media and and phone stuff i, I remember i used i had to show my dad i had to remind him dad you can't click on this stuff because this stuff is a uh, anything with a deal you know Older people, yep. are, that's one of the appeals they make, and they'll click on, and then people can capture their phones or their computers. Uh, there was one guy who was calling my dad over and over again, which my dad learned, and he like he was like, I think this guy's conning me, and then he told me about it, and then he let me answer the phone and stuff and pretend to be him, so I got to mess with a guy, which was a lot of fun. But 
it's a similar thing, I think. I think that he maybe has lost a lot of that cognitive ability and therefore makes him more easy to control and manipulate by those handlers who are around him. Uh, we have a couple comments here. Lost in Spice says that he, Biden, is stumbling through everything and the elites are laughing that we care. Perhaps they, they, they could very well be. And then we have Dog Tired. I feel you, Dog Tired. We have Joe Biden makes Mr. Bean look like Cary Grant. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> a great comment there. And... It says, Lost in Spice says he did allegedly have a stroke, didn't he? I don't know. I don't know if he had a stroke. I know he had well, brain surgery years they, ago. They blame it They blame it on a stutter, but it's like he, if you watch this man, I think that the reason they went with the doddering old fool is because when they try their stuff, and like right now, they're failing. Inflation's up insane amounts. The American people are pissed off. Gas prices are up. They keep saying they're dropping, but how much have they actually dropped? in real life like not really real. yeah they were talking about that today during his press conference Biden was like no they've dropped they've dropped every day it's like oh they've dropped like a fraction of a cent every give right. me a break they're still way too the- expensive <laughs> right and so it's like uh i think that probably they needed like they couldn't have hillary in when she was when she was supposed to go in or thought she was supposed to go in because they knew it would just cause the problem and she's seen as smart democrat so they would be able to blame the democrats if they fuck stuff, if they screw stuff up now, um, that's just the doddering old fool. It's not the Democrat. It's a great it's excuse. It's a great excuse. Oh, it's just old Joe. It's it, it's just Joe. But then on the other hand, they're like, no, he's fine. He's perfectly fine. And then he yells at somebody during a press conference or something like that. And I have some clips from this press conference that I want to play for you. I want to mark down that 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 moment. Right there. <laughs> For, for editing I'm, I'm later sorry. on. Sorry, no, I'm it happens. Sorry. This stuff, this stuff can <laughs> induce swear words, and you should never apologize to me for that because I've come on your show, which is typically <laughs> clean, and I have sworn like a sailor the entire time. I've actually worked on scaling that back when I've when I've been a guest on your show because I did recognize one of my earlier appearances. Like I was like, I don't know if I should be swearing this much on their show. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> well, it happens, we, totally. We we mark it so that people know whether or not this is an episode that you should watch if you're sensitive to those things. Right. Which is um, any episode but, with me is, is you should not. If you're so well, the worst one for a while, it was that, but we had Josh Denny, the comedian on. Yeah. And my mom watched that one, dude. And she got about 20, 30 minutes into it and stopped because of how many masturbation jokes there were. Oh, wow. Well, tell her not to watch any of the Hunter Biden shows <laughs> that we have done together. <laughs> yeah. Cause she will not be happy. About that, yes, and no. Uh, see, that's a we- that subject there is like you can you can joke about that stuff without it actually violating the PG thirteen rules, but it right. kind of it really does violate it because you know you get the visual and everything. But they don't need so, to go too deep into that. You know what? You know what's interesting about Joe Biden and his son Hunter is that they have something in common. It's that they've both had a stroke, just in different ways. And if I had a rim shot, right? Actually, I might have a rim <laughs> shot. Do I? Do I have a, no, I thought I had a rim shot, but I don't. No, that was it. Oh, what, oh, did that play? Did you hear that? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, great. No, I didn't realize <laughs> I still had that on there. It worked perfectly. Finally, some technology works perfectly. All right, so I have some clips. So Biden does this fist bump that he initiated, and that I can't emphasize enough. That is important that he initiated it. That is a. Yeah you know, thumb in his nose or whatever down at the American people right there. The fact that he did that, all of this pressure, why are you meeting with him? And he's like, oh, I'm going to stand up to him. And he fist bump him. If he didn't initiate, I could, I could let it slide. 
but he initiated. So let's hear what Biden told the press after this, you know, now infamous fist bump that he had with the Saudi <laughs> crown prince. First, let's hear what Biden says about what he told him, about how he confronted him about the human rights atrocities or, or whatever he wants to call it. Kogi, I take that back. Respect to the murder of Khashoggi. I raised it at the top of the meeting, making it clear what I thought of it at the time and what I think of it now. And it was exactly I was straightforward and direct in discussing it. I made my view crystal clear. I said very straightforwardly for an American president to be silent on an issue of human rights. Is this consistent with inconsistent with who we are and who I am? I'll always stand up for our values. So that. okay. so Joe Biden. So him fist bumping the Saudi crown prince who the media is operating on the assumption that is a somebody who ordered a killing and chopping up the body parts of he, he shows America's values by fist bumping this murderer who has suffered no consequences to it. Yep. That's that's how he represents the values. And, and what he said there is actually nothing like he literally said nothing there. He said, I made my views crystal clear to him up front. But, but what views did he make crystal clear? He doesn't actually elaborate and tell us. He says that he, he was like, I made it clear that he's going to speak up about human rights atrocities, but he didn't actually call what this guy did a, a human rights problem. It, right. It's like he went over and said, look, I, I'm going to make clear to you that, that I will speak out against any human rights stuff, but you know you didn't do nothing wrong, my man. You know, then gave him a fist bump yeah. while you know, then coming to make this comment to the American people. What do you make of what he just said? Well, here's here's the thing. Let me ask you a question because you'll know better than I do because I didn't even know about the situation. Are people outraged and especially people on the left or is it just right away? No, it's people on the left. It's people on okay. the left. I'm going to play because, you some clips of the questions they ask them. Yeah. Okay. Because I I'm, I'm, I'm only curious because uh, they gave no end crap to Trump for being nice to Kim Jong-un. And so oh, yeah. I was I, I was curious about their reaction because, you know, this is allegedly the same thing, right? Right. And yeah, no, they actually have react. And this is one of the I've been talking a lot about the trust building process. that I think the mainstream media is going on right now. I think they've changed their behavior right now so that they can try and build more trust in the public at the instruction of the Davos elites who know that the world public doesn't trust them anymore and who explicitly said at Davos that in order to get this great reset transformation of society to work, they need to get the public's trust again. And part of getting that trust is rebuilding trust in these institutions of control, specifically the mainstream media. And I've seen CNN pretending to, to do real journalism, but you can actually see pretty clearly that they are not, in fact, doing real journalism because they only pretend to push back and they don't actually ask real questions. And I think that this might be another aspect of this here where you have the media who they might genuinely people asking the questions might genuinely be upset that Biden met with somebody who they believe murdered one of their colleagues. I mean, I think they uh, see Khashoggi as one of their colleagues who worked for the Washington Post. That's your, you know, your favorite <laughs> website. And I think they genuinely see that. At least some of them do. But also they can call out the president on this issue and get an easy win for themselves and make it appear as though they're building their trust. And I honestly think Joe Biden is going to eventually be outed and the media is going to claim responsibility for exposing him. And they're going to yeah. claim responsibility for exposing Hunter and exposing his corruption with a Saudi prince. And I think they're going to use it as a, as a big, a big win to say we are trustworthy again so that they can then make it easier for them to lie to people who are starting to disbelieve them. 
but here, here's my only question about that that idea, which is, um, can they really talk about corruption with Saudi Arabia? Because that is where so much corruption is happening. Because I feel like if they let pe- if they go in that direction and they let people start pulling that that little piece of yarn from the sweater, they're screwing themselves. The blatant hypocrisy, right? I, 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 yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know. It's just looking at that situation. I, I know that they're trying to gain trust. That because I mean, wasn't it not Absolutely. that long ago that they were talking about their plans on how to to create more trust? And I think what they oh Davos did like twelve panel discussions on that with trust in the title about rebuilding that trust. Well, I mean, if you look when uh, the new guy or girl took over um, CNN, oh the CNN they said head, that yeah, Stetler, Stelter, Stelter, his job was Stelter. on the line, yeah, right. And yeah, so you you see what they're trying to do. They're trying to garner favor. And so right. having something like this helps garner them favor. So totally. I don't think they're mad. I think that this is small enough that it'll they're go away in a few mad. days. Right. Yeah. But it, it's small enough so it goes away in a few days. No one thinks about it again. But if anyone ever presses them, did you say anything bad about Biden? They can go, hey, look at this. Right. I did Here, this here's, here's an example of when I stood up to the president. So I am, and actually Nina J- Yankovic or whatever her name is, was on Stelter's show the other day and she pulled that card too. Cause Stelter was like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. What about all the people who say that you are doing liberal bias? It, it, never mind the fact that she had just claimed that she never pushed the idea that the laptop, the Biden, Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation, which she absolutely did. She did allude to that. She was one of the. She's been pushing the Rus- Russian disinformation hoax since 2016, but Stelter, who had a prime opportunity to actually question her about that when she lied about it, did not. Instead, he went on to say, "What about the people who say that you're only for for Republicans?" Giving her uh, an opportunity to say, "No, no, no. Look at the examples on my Twitter account of me calling out Democrat disinformation, also." Which, it's an absolute joke to think that Nina Jankowicz, for if anybody remembers some of the stuff, that some of the videos that came out about her, if you go to her Twitter account or if you look at her history, has ever even attempted to call out misinformation that was not right-wing. Oh, yeah, it, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's that, a complete that lie. Woman that woman. She's great, yeah. Oh, she was horrible to listen to. Yeah, dude, and and Stelter brought her, brought her back the other day. So I, I agree with what you're saying on that. There's a couple of comments I wanted to read here. We have... Lost in Spice says the only way they can rebuild trust at this point is to kill anyone that doesn't trust them. That would definitely see that would help, but it was also maybe create some mistrust in those who remained alive. They might be like, did you just kill everybody who was asking? Uh, they have to do it quietly. Maybe I'm not going to say that's what a vaccine is for. Some people might believe something like that, though. I, I, I'm not saying that that's necessarily the case. And then we have. Dog Tired says, what Biden shows is they can no longer care if you know the president doesn't run the country. Right. And your vote is right. It's he doesn't run the country. And I just if, if, if anybody still believes that he does, then he really they're not lost. But, man, you got to have a sit down with them and show well, them some of this stuff. Well, and that's the thing. Like, it's the, the true believers, the people who don't think are fine right now they they will still claim that biden's a decent man and he's brought dignity back to the oval office and all of this crap so they're the people yeah, who dignity. aren't thinking <laughs> right um they're, they're the they people fist who bump the saudi crown prince <laughs> and his son masturbates uh, and filming himself dignity to the white house right but they'll say that and they can see all this stuff that's happening but it doesn't matter because they have been they have been programmed to think this way and they're not going to deviate from that but 
I, you know, it's I so think that that good. is part of the experiment too, is to see what people will continue to allow simply based on a tribal basis. Right. Why? Well, I, 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 I do think that what we're seeing is it's not like an absolute, we're going to win this. I'm not going to say that. I do think we have chances in different ways to kind of quote unquote win, but the, the devolution of trust yeah. in the media in the government and all of this is so good. It's such a good thing. And so I'm thrilled. Absolutely. And I, I made a, a big point about this in a show I did earlier this week. I, I will elaborate on it odds, but just real quick, cause I, it is relevant here is back during world war one, after world war one, there was backlash against propaganda and Edward Bernays writes about this in his book. Cause Edward Bernays boasts about the lies Ooh. that, him and the Committee on Public Information told the public to coax them in to supporting the World War I effort. Like, they, they use fake atrocity stories. Edward Bernays is blatantly open about it. He boasts about it. But then he says, and the American people were mad about that. And once they discovered the truth about it, which they did in the years following the war, there was a backlash. People were more, they were more critical of the news. They, they were less trustworthy of the institutions for a period of years until the years leading up to World War II when they started censoring that type of skeptical speech afterwards. So what the point that I was making in, the, in that show was that we are at another moment like this where not just in the United States, that was just in the United States he was talking about. Worldwide, people have grown to distrust these elites and distrust these media outlets, and it is a good thing we just have to make sure that we keep our eyes open and not let the same thing happen to us that happened before so they censored people before back after world war one now there's new platforms that emerge they have this technology where they can spread information but also information they don't necessarily like can be spread i think we're in a better position than the american public was after world war one to continue to resist this and to continue to keep our eyes open i completely agree with you yeah. all right uh you love it. I got. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, dude. I love it too. It is. It is good to see. It, it's good to hear from the mouths of the elites themselves. The people don't trust us anymore. What are we gonna do? And that's where they are. So as much as they project power and try to make us think they're powerful, they're scrambling to try and get us to trust them again. And we right. must not allow that. We, you know, well, yeah. They have to you know earn. It, people have to earn trust. You can't just give it to them unquestionably. Yeah. Well, you know what it makes me think of is uh, uh, on Twitter in uh, real life, when you have a friend that wants to be funny and isn't, typically what the reason they're not funny is they're trying to be funny instead trying of just hard, being yeah. funny. Yeah, and right. so I think that that's what we're seeing is you see this projection of power, this yeah. projection of trust, and it's not there, and they're trying too hard, and that's going to make yeah. it a lot harder for other people to actually totally. swallow it. That's interesting. They're trying really too hard to be trustworthy. Look, I, look at me. I, you can trust me. See, I got all these. It's like Snopes. It's like Snopes calling out the most ridiculous fact check that no, nobody was claiming. Yeah. Like Hunter Biden severed the heads of 20 Chinese babies. Fact check false. Nobody was claiming that, Snopes. You just <laughs> made that up to try and get yeah. a win there. Okay, so I, I want to play you what Biden was saying here. This is him addressing. Did, did I play Khashoggi yet? Of him addressing, I did, didn't I? I don't. Did I, I don't think you played Khashoggi. I think you just played. Biden. I only played the handshake. You played the you played the fist bump, and you played Biden talking about it and standing okay, up for all right. your values. All right. Well, here's Biden after talking about the values, responding to questions uh, about you know what happened during that meeting and just, you know, watch the way that he responds and listen. This visit, the blood of MBS's next victim. Hold on. He's responding here to what Khashoggi's wife said, I think. 
Questions, if I may. First, we just heard from Jamal Khashoggi's wife, who said, after this visit, the blood of MBS's next victim is on your hands. What do you say to Mrs. Khashoggi? I'm sorry she feels that way. I was straightforward back then. I was straightforward today. I just want to stop it there. He was straightforward? He said that he was going to make the guy a pariah, that he fist bumped him in front of the world. He was straightforward? He was straightforward forward back then, meaning yesterday. Yeah, back then. It was so long ago yesterday, 24 hours in my life. It's, my grandfather is several years older than this man. Look at his face and, there. Really. And his brain and the way he responds and his like his cognitive um what's the what's I don't know what the best word for this is, but his cognitive speed is Decline. so down. Yeah. It's it's totally. it's not it's not good. And you every time you see him processing an answer, like saying, I'm sorry she feels that way, is like such a weird way to answer to that answer that question, I feel it, like it's like media training so you get all this media training these people do but it's going through a lot slower processor so it comes off very inauthentic and and just you know disconnected from the question i i you know i don't i don't like like bashing people for their age or anything i know there's a lot of ageism going on talking about biden because they they want to talk about it and apply it to trump as well i actually think the fact that biden is president one good thing about biden being president and trump when he was president and then running again is it's like, Hey, look, you can get to be 70 and you still might not have peaked. You know, you can continue mm. to do big things. I think that that is a message that people who are, who you know, are getting older can take away. I think that that's a positive thing. People should continue to work. I think Trump is a great example of that Trump continues touring and stuff. He's a very vibrant guy. You know, people should never just wither away. And so that's, I don't, I don't mind that aspect of them, but Biden definitely is, giving the appearance of somebody who should be in a nursing home and not somebody who should be running a country with the way that he's behaving. I will let the rest of this clip play out. What I have, this is a meeting, not, I didn't come here to meet with the crown prince. I came here to meet with the GCC and nine nations to deal with the security and, and uh, the needs of, of the free world and particularly the United States and not leave a vacuum here which was happening as it has in other parts of the world. On gas prices. You know, I would love it if, if Joe walked off right after that statement and then he picked up a vacuum and he just carried a vacuum. To, like he was talking about a literal <laughs> vacuum that he did not want to leave there. So what, what do you make of, of what he just said there? He seems to me to have said a whole lot of nothing yet again. Well, it's like he, he didn't go there to speak with uh, Crown Prince Jamal no, he went there to chill to with these, him, fist bump with him, smoke some weed right. with him or something, yeah. But to speak to these other people, and he fist bumped him immediately. And it's just, it's it's hard to get past. Like, you know, at first, kind of in the early stages of him running, it was pretty funny to talk about age and cognitive decline because he was doing kind of funny stuff. And it's like, you know, he falls off the bike. That's kind of funny. You know, that's physical comedy. But I sit here and I watch this man speak and his his... His his processing <laughs> speed is so slow; it just makes me sad now. There, yeah, there is an element of that where you kind of feel sorry for him. Same with Hunter Biden; it gets to a point where you're looking at him, looking at himself in these cameras, trying to get the <laughs> framing right before he smokes crack, 
and does the other thing, you know? And you start to go, man, this is a disturbed person. But then you see pictures of him holding a child at the White House in the creepiest way possible. And you say, okay, get that kid away from him. And you do feel sorry for him, but you also they shouldn't have that kind of power. We have Lost in Spice here. Or uh, Lost in Spice here says, you can be 80 years old and still crash your car into the world economy. Yes, you can. Dog Tired says, Stelter should never be referred to as Humpty. That would be funny, but rude. You're right. Nobody should ever call Stelter Humpty at all or a potato. That would be very rude, and we will never do that here here on the show but i i love like it's almost like he just kind of brushed off Khashoggi's wife and again yeah. i'm not i know there's a, a rabbit hole to go down on Khashoggi. I, i'm well, well aware of that but but the, the it's almost like he, he was like that. it's all, he should have just been like look my hands never feel like like they're more my own unless they're covered in blood so good i look forward to them being covered in blood again and she will be next if she keeps it i wish he just would have said that just to be more upfront and honest about what he's talking about here well but you have to look at the very first thing he said and uh when it comes to people's vernacular and their their vocabulary their tells that yeah. tell people that can very easily tell you what people actually believe before they say, they let you know. Right. And so when she said, we, he, he said, um, I'm sorry she feels that way. That was disregarding whatever she said completely. Yeah. Right. That's what like, you say to your girlfriend or wife right before she slaps you. Right. I'm sorry you felt that way. And that's saying, I don't give a, I don't give a, I don't care. I don't that. care at all. It's your I problem, not mine. Not, yeah. You're that, right. That's a great, that point. sounds like a, that sounds like a you problem, not me. But you know, you can see this throughout different, um, different things. And I think people, once they pe perk their ear up to it, they may do it in a different way. So if you hear some of these, these phrases, don't think that you're a midwit or stupid just because you do them. It is cultural. But like, so one of the things is in most political discussions, if anything before the word, but can be absolutely discarded from the conversation. Yeah. So, uh, the other day I, there was this past, they always have a lead up to the, but all politicians right? always do. Well, and it, it, the other day, one of these examples was this pastor on TikTok who was like, you know, I believe that every life is sacred, including the, the, uh, babies in the womb, but and then went on to justify abortion. And I'm like, it, yeah. see, that's that's the that's like the uh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come in here. You can trust me. You can trust me. And now I'm going to tell you what I really think. All right. Or that's in, when they that's go very interesting. Yeah. When they go like if you're on Twitter, um, there the word um like is another tell because if they start their sentence with um in kind of a slightly sarcastic way, they're not a thinking person, and you can throw that away. Like um. Or they'll, they'll be like, oh, so you mean this and restate whatever you said in the most inappropriate way. Right, with the worst interpretation of what you said, intentionally misinterpreting what you said. And they finish it with, and they add it, you know, it's finished with a question mark, got it. Right, got that it. Is, you know. that, that is their vernacular. And so you hear these little things here and there, and like the butt, like all these things, just if you could pay attention long enough on Twitter, you can figure out what someone's going to say before they say it. Totally. It's almost like Twitter is like every worst argument you've ever had with, with uh, um, somebody you're in a relationship with. It, it, that's what Twitter yeah. is all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I think that there's a lot of cool stuff we can glean from Bernays and through the WEF. I love um, the language angle you're going out there. I love like I love looking at stuff like that. But yeah, there, there are these cultural markers that most people don't recognize that if you start looking for on the cultural end, you can start deducing who is someone who is propagandized and who is not. 
And so it makes it for a real easy tell of who you're talking to before you get too deep in the weeds. Totally. I, I was uh, yesterday, I was talking about how whenever you see one of these tweets that look like an activist tweeted it, and you're like, mm -hmm. that sounds like a talking point. Yeah. Then what I do is I, I, um, I, I copy and paste that language exactly, and then I you put it in it? a Twitter search. You can search yeah. it on Twitter or you can search it on Google, but usually if you search it on Twitter, then oftentimes what you will find is just dozens and dozens of other accounts saying the exact verbatim same thing. Word for word. So that's when you know that it's either a bot or that it's one of those people who go to these activist trainings and, and who get the emails, which I've gotten a lot of these emails where they send you exactly like you can. They send you these emails saying, here's what you need to say on social media. And all you got to do is click it and it'll pull up your Twitter and then you just got to tweet it. You don't even have to type it. They make it as simple as possible. So like I pointed out yesterday as one as a commenter on the show was talking about bots is the bots have become more human like. And the humans have become more bot-like. And so they're like indistinguishable from each other at this point, at least on Twitter anyway. I know every social yeah. media is a little different. Um, yeah. Uh, so and that's another thing to pay attention to is just these people are very easy to tell because they, they, they say something that doesn't make sense. Like even logically, like there are sentences out there that make no sense to any logical person's mind, but they stand behind it and can't argue it and so just start calling you names if they start calling you names within five yeah. seconds of you talking to them they're they're propagandized you don't need You're to right. do anymore totally it means they came to that conclusion not based on thought and right. analysis they came to that conclusion based on having a hot take projected into their minds from the media and then posting about it and then digging in and defending it in the face of like tribal warfare online yeah. and that's really how, how they get people they don't want people thinking all right it's i think i played this one of biden already if i may first we just you heard know? from Jamal Khashoggi's wife who said... Yeah, play that one. Yeah. All right, so here's another clip from Biden where he is asked... Oh, okay, he's asked about... At some point, he's asked about the fist bump. I th oh, he's asked about regrets in this one. Then he's asked about the fist bump. ...to fulfill okay. my pledge to move toward dealing with... Mr. President, do you regret calling... Uh, uh, the Saudis a pariah? I don't regret anything I said. <laughs> you notice he responded to that before the question was even finished. He said, "No regrets." No, I mean, that's a hundred by. No regrets. Do you regret doing crack? No, no, no regrets, man. No regrets, bro. Hunter Biden. He didn't even listen to the. So this, you start to get an indication of why Hunter Biden is the way that he is when you watch the way that Joe reacts in a way that actually seems like his natural self reacting. Like that fist bump. Yeah. I can see some Hunter Biden in him, and the want to be liked and loved by the people he sees as these globalist elites. He wants to be in their club, and that response is like, "No, I don't regret anything. Don't ever say it. it's almost that like, was an automatic response. Totally, an dude. Response. It was, it was a Marty McFly response to being called a chicken. And back to the yep. future. All you got to do is call him a chicken and you'll get him to do something stupid. Joe Biden comes off as that type of person to me. Yeah. All right. Let's continue. I regret anything I said. <laughs> Did do you still question. feel that way, though, Mr. President? I just answered your question. Do I regret it? I don't regret anything that I said. What happened to Khashoggi was outrageous. Mr. President? And so I fist bumped his killer. Yes. You're coming under a lot of fire for your fist bump with the crown prince. Why? <laughs> I just want to give you Okay, he laughs at that. He laughs at that as a look I don't care people fist bump people, but all I'm saying is if you're a progressive and you voted for Joe Biden and he fist bumped the guy that your media is saying 
he better question, he better confront, and he blatantly fist bump him on camera, a fist bump that he initiated, and then he laughs. I mean, this is a guy that does not care about what you think, that does not care about what happens to you or your family, that only cares about what these globalists who are controlling him think. He wants to be in their club. He doesn't give a rat's backside about you. And he laughed at that legitimate question. Pisses it's me the, off, man. It's the, it's the Kamala Harris book of tricks. Do you remember when she debated pence and how often she laughed yeah right it's not yeah, a yeah. real laugh it's a it, it's like you a, can tell behind her eyes it's a demon laugh but it's like this is how they react when they they're because he's laughing not because he thinks it's funny not because he's disregarding it but because he wants you to think that right it's like when in a movie when somebody uh, outs the the main villain it's like oh we got you we got you on tape killing the girl and they go <laughs> you do do you and then they try and murder you Right after that. <laughs> and I don't know what happened to the person who asked this, but we'll hear the rest of the response here. Be a chance to respond to that. But also, how can you be sure that another incident, another murder like Jamal Khashoggi's won't happen again? God love you. What a silly question. How could I possibly be sure of any of that? I just made it clear. If anything occurs like that again, they'll get that response and much more. Look. Fist bump? Yeah, right. So if that ever occurs again, Joe Biden will not only fist bump, the Saudi crown prince, he will you know, stick his tongue down his throat or something. He will go even further with his admiration for the Saudi crown prince. Like that kind of response right there. I, I just wish there was somebody in the media who could be, who, I know they're controlled. They're not allowed to do that in these press conferences. He would stop and say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, you, you would, you would fist bump him again. Could you please elaborate specifically on what you mean there, Mr. President? Cause that's kind of a weird answer. Yeah. You've heard me say before, and when I criticize Xi Jinping for slave labor and what they're doing uh, in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the Western mountains of, of trying to present himself as a, somebody who stands up to human rights violations because he criticized what's going on in China. Now, he's, you're right. He's trying to find his words of China. And he said, I had no right to criticize China. And I said, look, I am president of the United States of America. But the United States president remains silent on a clear violation of human rights. It's totally inconsistent with who we are, what we are, and what we would do, what we believe. And so I'm not going to remain silent. Can I predict anything that's going to happen, let alone here, let alone any other part of the world? No. But I don't know why you're all so surprised the way I react. Yeah, I don't either. I don't know why people are surprised the way he reacts either. They shouldn't be. They should know that he's going to react this way because he cares more about them than he does the, the people of America, obviously. I mean, what a response this, this answer is to what's going on here. He freaking fist bumped the guy. Like, lovingly, like a bro. Like, that, that guy, that Saudi prince, was never at any point in time felt threatened, or concerned with anything that Joe Biden was doing at all. This was somebody that he probably perceived as weak, that he has control over, who he knows wants to like him, and he could easily manipulate. And Biden's well, trying to spin what we all saw in the complete opposite direction. Well, and not to mention this crown prince doesn't give a, a crap about Biden because Biden's going to totally. be dead in a few years. Totally. He's not going to be in power, and he, crown prince, is going to be in power far longer than Biden ever will. This is an right. inconsequential meeting for him. Uh, that crown prince probably treated Biden li like just trash. He probably treated him like like Biden was the dirtiest slut 
and his entourage of sluts where he was like, go make me a sandwich. Wait a minute. Stop. Come back here. I want you to walk different. Walk how I like. I mean, he probably just like pimped out Biden the whole meeting there. And then Biden comes back here and tries to act like he was the one who was powerful when it was clear in that very, and I'm harping on this fist bump that Biden initiated. Watch it. Watch the fist bump. Biden is a beta cuck in this situation. There's no doubt about it. And he's trying to make it seem otherwise. Uh, it makes me think of that. It's always sunny in Philadelphia when they learn the phrase soy boy beta cuck. It's <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> it's a funny show. Sure. <laughs> No one's ever wondered what I mean what I say. The question is, I sometimes say all that I mean. Let's take that back. No what ever- is he saying? <laughs> what is he talking about? Yeah. No one's ever wondered what I mean what I say. The question is, I sometimes say all that I mean. Uh, that's the question. What, I have no idea what that means, really. I mean, I, I think I get what it means, but it's, you know, here we go. Well, I mean, it's just, it's going to be mean. You know what I mean? And these people who are trying to ask questions, I know some of them are part of the propaganda operations, but if you're like there legitimately trying to ask questions, you just have to be like perplexed. Like you're raising your hand saying, what, wait, can we go back? There's so many things that I want to ask and I feel like I can't ask because they're just moving on so quickly, glossing over. I mean, you could really dissect this you know, statement and his answers to these questions for a long time. And you could ask a lot of follow-ups, which they would never allow because he's spouting nonsense. But any real journalism or real questioning getting done in this environment almost seems impossible the way that they handle these things. Okay, here's the fist bump question. You can hear them yelling. What about the fist bump? On the issue of climate, Joe Manchin obviously made significant news right now, which appears to be... Okay, so yeah, he, he did not really answer the fist bump question. They go on. I'll let you hear the final question. We'll talk about it. Did Torpedoing he leave what them? was one of your biggest... Yeah, he, did he what? So I just saw him put up his folder. I was like, is he just going to walk off again? Oh, he is. He's about to walk off. Yeah, yeah. Let <laughs> you see the rest of it. Yeah, he's done. He got asked about that fist bump, and, and he's like, how dare the, the slaves ask me who I fist bump? I'll fist bump who I dang well please. Now, which appears to be torpedoing what was one of your biggest priorities as it relates to energy and to climate back at home. Your message to those Americans right now who are looking for that relief that would have a wide impact as it affects the climate and energy specifically. I am not going away. I use every power I have as president to continue to fulfill my pledge to move toward dealing with global warming. Thank you, Mr. Very president. Much. Is <laughs> Joe Manchin negotiating in good faith? Just... I didn't negotiate with Joe Manchin. I have no idea. <laughs> he just threw global warming in. Like, it's just like anything. It's like, Mr. President, just just throw global warming in if all else fails. What happened with the fist bump? Well, I, I had to fist bump because I, I saw the Saudi prince and, and, and global warming. It depended on whether or not the, uh, the knuckles touched. Okay. All right. Thank you for the questions. It, j- it just throws that in nonsensically. and it, I felt like he was falling asleep during that well, answer. And they don't even use the phrase global warming anymore. So he's he's it's on climate change. Yeah, he's on he's on old words. Yeah, he's stuck and in so the, like, like he was 90s. clearly flustered. Um, yeah, and it, it, a couple comments here is we have yeah we have what the f totally David I, I agree with you what the f and we have uh, dog tired saying people are being dumbed down and programmed. 1984 was very accurate. Yeah, 1984. What's the other one? 
So one here's where- here's here, here's my take on this is 1984 is accurate like 30% at this point. Yeah. But the other 70% is Brave New World. That's People what are being for, dumbed down through through Meds Soma and, and yeah. ed, uh, not education. <laughs> not education. I mean, they yeah, are being yeah. dumbed down that way. But entertainment, um, psychotropic drugs, um, happy pills, marijuana. Like, it, I feel totally. like it's, I think it's 70 30. But I think Brave I, yeah. New World is is more accurate at this juncture. Absolutely, and I think the underlying message is that both of these dystopias they're they're trying yeah. to implement them anyway, which I, I I do like to emphasize. I think they're failing at it, but that is yeah. what they're trying to implement and successfully on a small portion of the population. Joe says that Biden doesn't have a clue what's going on. He probably thinks he's sending a hologram from the planet Zoltar. He probably does. Biden might have no idea where he is. And we, Joe also said Biden is a beta cuck in every situation, and he actually kind of does appear to be. You know, I don't know what Hunter Biden's childhood was like. I know that he apparently was in a a bad accident uh, where his his mom died. And I don't know, did another relative die in that? I can't remember. And that would definitely be traumatic for somebody. And he had Joe Biden as a father who, uh, let me pull up a picture here in a second to show you the the kind of things that Joe Biden does. That it was probably definitely a, a privileged yet disturbing childhood, but like I, I can totally see where the kid is messed up. It, it is is he he takes after his father? Well, I mean, his, his dad behavior, killed his mom. Do you think that was on purpose? Is there a theory that that? I'm was? not saying it was on purpose. I think it was a drunk driving thing. But he did. Okay. I mean, that's my understanding. Oh, was I think it? That's my understanding, but I, I yeah. could be wrong. You know, this is just stories I've heard. But um, I, I think that there's a lot of stuff out there. And the I, I need to talk to you about Elon Musk's dad at some point. Oh, dude, so I please. had that on my uh, my radar also. I okay, want to hear good. what your thoughts good. were on that. <laughs> it just made yeah. me think of it. Dads and fathers and totally. sons. And I'm like, oh. So here's, here's the image that I was thinking about. You see this here? Okay. Just, I'll just put that up. Okay, all right, so. Whose child is that? Me. It's probably, I, I'm guessing it's... Um, Hunter's child. I, honestly, I don't. I don't really know. But all I know is that I've never seen a picture that says more. Get these two men away from this child than this one right here. First of all, you can't see Hunter Biden's right hand, and whenever whenever you can't see Hunter Biden's right hand, you need to make sure that he's not anywhere near children because we all know what he does all the time because he has no self control. This is a photo that was. On the internet, shortly after those videos that I played for you last week, where he was in that, you know, zero gravity tank doing, you know, what we were talking about, tinseling his Tonkins or whatever. And then he's photographed, you know, with a kid, his dad. Look at Joe Biden's look on that, this face. Now, he might just be an absent-minded grandfather. But with all the other photos we see of Joe Biden, for those who are listening, Joe Biden is standing on a – they're both at the balcony, Joe and Hunter, of the White House. I think it's on 4th of July. Joe is holding what I think is Hunter's child. And Joe has his shirt unbuttoned, like kind of down to the middle, and he is tightly, you can see his hands, he's tightly gripping what I'm guessing is his granddaughter, and he's just gazing at her. So the granddaughter is looking outward, Hunter's looking outward, and Joe is awkwardly just staring at the side of the granddaughter's face. Maybe it's just a bad camera photo op. Maybe they caught him at a bad moment. But then you have Hunter, who is looking outward, making, I, I'm not quite sure what he's doing, kind of creepily, and the, and the daughter looks terrified, honestly. She looks like she's terrified. And... I just don't think they should be allowed around children. <laughs> no joke. Uh, you you know it's you want to know a little interesting anecdote I learned from my time at the leather store working with Santa Claus 
Santa Clauses? That, uh, you just opened up a can of worms. So yes, I definitely want to um, hear about your time working with leathers <laughs> in Santa Claus. <laughs> so you, have you ever noticed that in Santa Claus photos, Santa Claus is always wearing white gloves? Yep. Do you know why that is? No. It's not just a random accessory. It's not a thing that like people think Santa Claus wears white gloves. It's so that no matter what, in every picture they take, in every video they take, the hands are visible and they can prove that they did not molest your child because their hands are wow. visible. Wow. Interesting. So, I had no idea. Yeah. So if you see those white gloves, know that it's protection against allegations of pedophilia. So we should have somebody try Get your congressperson in, in your area to present legislation that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden have to always wear white gloves <laughs> when they're around I think they should wear those. I think they should wear those Michael Jackson gloves, to be honest. I'm sure they probably already wear those in their free time, for all we know. <laughs> okay, so, I, you know, we once again have gone super long, and I have some more clips that I want to play for you that we're going to we're going to push off to the the DNB XR the exclusive portion of the show and these are going to be some clips of CNN and other former CIA agents and whatnot and panel discussions their reactions to what's going on with the January 6th hearing and the way they're portraying the January 6th hearing to their audiences I just think it's interesting to see the hearings and how much of a joke they are and then you contrast that with what CNN and others are telling people about the hearings, which they're actually having to admit how poorly they're going while at the same time trying to pump them up. So it's it's fun to watch them do these these gymnastics about it. Good. I was just going to say, can I mention, I, I want to read a comment real quick. Oh, totally. Uh, Lost in Spice said, cannabis can dumb you down if you abuse it. Otherwise, it can heal the mind and body. SSRI antidepressants and other pharma drugs are more like Soma. So, that would be what I was saying was like Soma. I think that cannabis is used as an entertainer and as an escape rather than the, the cold hard fact of Soma that makes you not feel anything. So I just wanted to clear that up. Marijuana yeah, okay. is kind of in the list of entertainment rather than the drug. Yeah. And with marijuana, and I, I don't know what the truth of it is. I, I know that I've always I, – I did a presentation, like a really cool presentation actually when I was in college about the legalization of all drugs and prostitution. I, I My teacher, I'm sure I've told – a lot of you have probably heard the story before. But what I did was instead of doing a normal boring speech like everybody did is – and again, this was like a libertarian-themed uh, speech where I, I'm going for the legalization of everything. Is I stood up. Instead of going to the podium, I walked around the table in my class and I slid everybody little baggies of white powder. And my teacher was like, that better not be real. And I was like, you never know what you get in the black market, bro. And so I was able to make my point there. And then I brought, I got a friend of mine to pretend to be a local prostitute from Milledgeville, Georgia, where I went to school. And she came in and man, did she kill it. She stuck to character. And every time, so I was asking her questions about what happens because prostitution is illegal. And I was asking her about, you know, the, the, STDs and, and everything, all the, the violence I might be subject to. And every question I asked her, she would say something and I was cracking. Like I told one of my friends what I was doing. I didn't tell anybody else. And my, my teacher was just, he was shocked the entire time 
about he was worried that there was a literal hooker and actual cocaine in his classroom. And so I started laughing. So every time she would say something, I would start laughing more. And every time I laughed, she got more and more pissed off at me in her reaction. So she nailed it. And after it ended, I would go up to my teacher cleaning up afterwards. And my teacher goes, hey, clean all that up. You should have told me before you brought a prostitute into my classroom. And I was like, man, she wasn't actually a prostitute, dude. She was a student. But then I thought about that like years later. I was like, you know, if she went to like a reunion in Milledgeville and people that were in that class saw her, they would go, (laughs) oh, hey, there's that hooker that Brad brought into class that one time because she (laughs) nailed the role so much. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But no, it's... It's very short, shortly added, when I was in college and I took a public speaking class, one of my speeches that my professor loved was I was supposed to do a, um, like a presentation of why, um, what, what, what marijuana shouldn't be legalized. Yeah. And I, I did it, but I did it sarcastically. (laughs) <laughs> so I did the op. So like, so I did what he wanted, but I did the. You did the assignment, he, but you made the made the point you wanted to make. Right, and so we, we're, he's sitting there, and he he was laughing. I, I that professor loved me, but he was laughing the whole time, and he was like, he goes, you know what? I I could probably like say that you didn't do what you were supposed to do, but you did what you were supposed to do, and you uh, made yeah, a better yeah, yeah. point, totally. and you made That's us awesome. laugh, and I was like, hell yeah. He goes, you don't have to take, he did. He, that was the last one before the exam. And he goes, you don't have to take the exam. You That's awesome, me. dude. Yeah. Some professors <laughs> are pretty cool. They can appreciate that kind of stuff. And so I think the whole point with, with marijuana is that like, I've always been like, yeah, do what you want. But once Soros and all of them started getting involved and like promoting the legalization of it, from my understanding, it's gotten stronger. I, I, I don't know. Those who are more familiar with it can speak better on this, but I'm wondering if it's been tampered with for the purpose of keeping people more numb. Keeping like, so we all well, love television. We we'll, we watch TV. We we veg out. Sometimes I'll turn it on and be like, I know that I should be doing something more productive, and it's easy to get sucked into it. I wonder if that's part of the whole, as we said, the brave new world, muting people. It was something that should absolutely be legal. As so like, maybe they co-opted it to try and make it yeah. stronger and, and I, more numbing to people. I mean, it is getting stronger. It's something that, that that's been noted by a lot of people. But I think that the Occam's razor of this is that they're doing a lot of bad crap. They knew that COVID was yeah. coming. They knew what they were going to do. Oh, yeah. And they decided, you know, we better give these people some drugs so that so they can have fun on the side. Oh, if we take possibly. away their drugs, if we don't give them this, you know, they'll be far better off and far happier if they're able to have the thing that they've not been able to have legally. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's like they save that. So so they hold that. And then when they know they need it, like this time period, this, okay, now we can use this for our advantage, which is how, you know, how these strategic information war war fighters is what someone like that would do. The art of war. A couple of comments and we'll uh, get out of here and go to the XR. We have Joe Agora says that they are losing. The leaders of the former first world are a global laughingstock. They have sanctioned their countries into the third world. We have been teetering around the edge of the toilet bowl for decades and they are and all they needed was a push for someone with the cojones the cojones 
to uh, uh, and the backing to push back. And then he says they just they just never learned that Putin doesn't bluff. He clearly showed that when he cut off the gas to Europe in the winter, when, when Ukraine wasn't playing, paying their bills, and again with Crimea. And he says, when Putin has a red line, he means it. And, and the whole idea of a red line, you know, that's a subject we could talk about another day, but the setting of red lines, when we set red lines, when they set red lines, deterrence. I have a whole book on that, which is super interesting, which I'll save for another time. But uh, interesting yeah. thoughts, Joe. I appreciate that. Um, okay, so... We're going to go ahead and go into the XR. If you want to get access to the uh, XR, where we will continue this conversation, and we're going to be playing some clips of what the mainstream media is saying about the January 6th hearings, which I really just like to mock more than anything else, but they are telling about what information the people who you might know, who might be friends of yours in your life, are reacting to when you see their reactions. So I think it's helpful in that, right? You can go to patreon.com slash propaganda report. You can subscribe there where you can get that exclusive XR content. Okay, thank you all for listening. It's been another long, long show. When we have Cam on, we always end up going longer, which I think is a a fun thing. And (laughs) we will continue the conversation in the XR. Have a fantastic rest of your day.